world. Eastern boys and West End girls. No, 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 no. What was the word you said earlier that you need spelunking? West End spelunking. So he goes to the West School. The heart of stone. You just wait till you get you home. We got no future. We got no past. Here today, built to last. In every city and every nation. From Geneva to the Finland station. How far have you been? In, in the western town of Den and World. West the Eastern boys and Western girls. What the heck? Is this part of the soundtrack? I don't know. Whatever. Spelunker Dunker. We're watching MTV Classic while we're recording, so who cares? Western rock. Yes. I want my 80s music. 80s. And this is bad. 70s is the best. I mean, look at that hair. Look at that hair. He's not even... What the hell is he doing? I don't know. Anyway, sound check. 80s has... Oh, wow. Music. I mean, not music. Pet Shop music Boys. videos, yeah. Pet Shop Boys, yeah. They had crap music well, videos. This well, is the, the inception of music videos as well as to begin 2000, with. Yeah, pretty much. yeah, I know. But they still had it crappy. That doesn't make like, it Like, good. the first couple of music videos were basically just, like, concert footage. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't make it good. And and then it it became slowly, slowly, slowly became like storytelling. The nineties. I, I think Michael Jackson was the one that kind of turned everything yeah. around. During the nineties, that's when music videos got better. Two thousands, everything sucked. Um, two thousand ten, everything sucked. Do we even watch videos? Twenty twenty new videos. A lot of the videos we watch are like old videos. Yeah. So, what what are you talking about? New like videos? music videos, like new videos. We really don't watch like new videos, do we? Music, new music videos? videos. That's because you guys don't listen to anything new. That's not yeah, my fault. That that is true. <laughs> At least I have the courage to venture beyond my own music. Okay, so have taste. you watched a music video with one of your trap songs? Yes. And how are they? Um, in, they're in case, in case, quote unquote. if you're, if you have epi- epilepsy, uh, I'd suggest not watching it. If you are freaking, the only thing I could say about new music videos is that it's good if you're high. <laughs> okay. And on yeah. that note, that ends this sound check. Christian, <laughs> we, we, we are Christian, we are Christian. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, that, that's kind of a hint about what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Um, We'll 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 talk about that a little bit later. But first, let's start out by saying, welcome everybody to the Cross Gen Podcast. Cross Thank you Gen. for joining us today. Yes, uh, I am Walt. This is Don't. Full Power. Uh, full Power. <laughs> blinded AJ. The hell does oh oh J four Goku? Right. Who are you? Okay, no, okay. I, 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 Who are you? I approve. Um, I was about to say queen because I was trying to do something with it. 
<laughs> Eli Kane. For, no, no, no. Jamakti Tune. That's what you call me from here on out. Jamakti Tune. That's kind of taking a life of its own, right? Yeah, Jamakti Tune. <laughs> oh, oh, God. He's practically taking his life of his own. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, again, another hint about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but before we do, I always... This is always a thing, but we would always like to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, most likely, if you're watching, you're listening to us, you've already subscribed. But if you, in case you haven't, um, please do, and please tell all your friends. Um, and on that note, we're going to get into what we're talking about. Well, I'm going to give you a heads up. We're going to be talking about Apple's TV excellent sh- yeah. series. Um, C, starting, starring Jason Momoa and Alfred Woodward, Alfred Woodward, and season, we're going to be talking about season one and the very first episode of season two. Um, again, this is Apple TV's excellent series, C, but first, but first, it wouldn't be a cross-gen podcast if we didn't talk about Dragon Ball. Yep, yep, yep. Now we're talking about Dragon Ball first. Yeah, we were talking about Dragon Ball first, and there's nothing you could do to stop us. Okay, what are we talking about? Dragon Ball, again. Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle. No longer DB Legends because DB Legends has died. Well, I'm putting that out for there. you, DB Legends has died because nope. you deleted it and didn't save your your game so well a lot of people have the db legends community I haven't the, the db legends community is angered like a lot you you don't you don't believe me when i no, say no, that no 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 I'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying that i don't believe you because i don't know I'm db legends word for it db legends has has to say the least received a lot of feedback on their game yeah but Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle has been doing well. Um, we recently, I think it was not yesterday, the day before yesterday, we got finally the freaking worldwide celebration, which is amazing because it's Planet Namek Saga based. So as you would know, Gorish obviously went ahead and <laughs> deleted his wallet from existence. And yeah, that dude in his account, he has 10,000 dragon stones. Really? Yeah. He posted barely, that on Twitter. I could barely make a hundred. <laughs> well, that's He's got ten thousand. He bought it just for this song. Oh yeah, yeah. he that's bought a, ten thousand dragon stones. Well, they make them. They make no. I know yeah. that, but still, how how much is that? Huh? This that's a only... thousand summons. No, no, I know, but how much in terms of real that's dollars not even is a thousand. that? Yeah, that is ten times a thousand. Ten thousand. Don't you need fifty dragon yeah, stones 50. for the multi multi? Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah you're right. That's my bad. Not that's my bad. That's my bad. That's like, <laughs> that's like chill out, how chill much out. is that? That it's would like, be if it's ten thousand. We're probably talking about maybe um two hundred summons, give or take. If it's fifty uh for the multis. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and then there are also some cost reductions at the beginning. So, so I'd say at least a good six hundred. 
How much in real dollars is that, though? That's got to be like uh, super. That's got to be like upwards <laughs> of two hundred dollars or something. No, much more. <laughs> no, much probably more. much more than that because okay, five hundred then. I fifty? No, fifty. I'm thinking more. If it's ten thousand, that's probably like maybe fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, fifty dragonstones is ninety nine ninety nine. This dude, what? no, I'm, yeah. I'm logging okay, into okay. the game right yeah, now. I was gonna say that it's yeah. that's gonna be a lot of. That's yeah. why I'm like shocked when it's you said 10,000 10, dragon stones. Sure. That's a lot of freaking money. Let's look at the shop here. So he is now so, logging in, and how much is a dragon stone? So, looking at their shop here. The most you can get is 100 dragon stones okay. and a bonus uh, purple stone. That rests at 40.99. Okay, okay. That's that's For, okay. 49.99 or no, 40? $40.99. So it's how many dragon stones? Uh they give you 100. 100. So it's 100 times 40.99. Dude spent Four thousand dollars. Just, I on, guess on I, I I don't know. <laughs> Four thousand ninety nine, if you want to be exact. There's to no be way. fair, I don't know how many dragon stones he already had, so that might be a lot less. Oh, but yeah. the fact that you're still dropping that amount, <laughs> yeah, that amount yeah, of cash yeah. is crazy. Especially he had on a to know. Imagine Gorish actually didn't know them. That would yeah, maybe, be maybe the they, biggest they plot twist. They kind of gifted him some, huh? you know. Yeah, that's just also he's true. An influencer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, but okay. he again, he made it a point to say, "I made sure that I have ten thousand now." I think that also lends something to the conversation. Planet, and you said he deleted his account. What? No, oh, Gorish no. hasn't he deleted, deleted his, his wallet. That's what I'm saying. Oh. His wallet is gone. <laughs> okay, okay. That that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. My bad. But anyway, anyway. Ten thousand dragons. I know it's stones? a lot. I, he the must most have I like made... every character in the game. Uh, <laughs> he probably funny does. enough. Funny enough. Um, I think it was for Dragon Ball Legends. He was only missing. I think the only character who de- he didn't have fourteen stars was actually the freaking green Chi Chi. Really? Nobody cares about right. I thought yeah. you said it was the future Gohan. No, future Gohan, he has fully, I think. It's somebody else who doesn't have Gohan. Ah. Uh, but yeah. Well. So I'm guessing it's the same thing for Dokkan, basically. All right, but what's so special about this particular well, event? Planet Namek is so underrated. We we got, um, thank, thank the Lord for Dokkan giving us this amazing worldwide celebration. We got freaking... Super Saiyan Goku LR, the Namek Saga, obviously. The one who does You Fool, which they replaced with You Moron. I'm sort of on the edge about that because that wasn't really. Well, who knows? Maybe that's actually how it's said in the Japanese. Because remember, he says You Fool in the dub. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, whatever. And then for for we also the because obviously every single worldwide celebration is a dual fest. Uh, along with that unit, we got a dual unit. Um, no, not a dual unit. We got the secondary unit for it, which would be Frieza, full power, 
and obviously he's really cool. He it's considering they're two of a kind. He he goes after Goku and does a super cool purple laser beam thing. You must die by my hand. Yeah, and as the support units, which I don't think many people cared about, they didn't look too too hot in this. Piccolo looked pretty nah, awesome. Not really. No. Sorry, Piccolo, I don't agree with you. I Piccolo don't. Piccolo just shoots out beams, just key blasts. Cool. Yeah, and then when they hit the ground, that was an amazing animation. I will give you that. I will Better literally give you that. Yes. Oh, wow. That is very, very funny. I, I like your sense of humor, bro. <laughs> okay, it's okay. But we got Piccolo and third form Frieza as support units. And, I mean, it's not too bad. It's not too shabby. Obviously, the main attraction is Goku and Frieza. And they look amazing. Uh, they do. Yeah. And I think, basically, that's all we got. Oh, no, no, no. Frick. How could I forget? And Easy A. For those who don't know, an Easy A is basically like a Zenkai from Dragon Ball Legends. Older units that, that you have, older characters that you that you summoned and you got them, uh, basically, they get like a, they receive a, a new buff if you can get through thirty levels of hell. Um, yeah, and he's easy aid. And then we also got story units, uh, Zarbon, a new Zarbon, and we had a return of uh, training and refreshment physical Goku, who does a Kamehameha barrage. We haven't gotten his awakening medals yet, or a way to get them, but yeah. So that's basically the gist of what's going on in Celebration. Now, I'm going to ask, what do you guys think of it? Well, I've already made my reservations known off the podcast. I wasn't, look, I wasn't too stoked that they were coming out with Namek Saga when they had already amazing units Under in the eight. works. Um, I will admit, I did summon on the Frieza banner. I got him. And he looks pretty cool. I will give you that. I'm still not stoked that this took precedence, precedent over a Super Saiyan 4 LR Gogeta an LR Omega Shenron, or even honestly, even though it's not my favorite, uh, Super Gogeta from the Janemba movie, as well as Janemba himself, both LRs. Honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that they did this instead. Surprisingly enough, and you know I'm a Gogeta fan, but honestly, as much as I love Gogeta, I have to say that Planet Namek Saga will one will always be. One of my favorite sagas from the entire Dragon Ball Z franchise. And I know a lot of people can agree with me. It's very under... You're, it's not underrated because it, a lot of people like it. But I'm telling you right now that uh, you're underestimating how how much people like this saga. I don't underestimate it. I'm just not stoked about it. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay. That sounds sounds pretty cool. I mean, I've been... I'm not the biggest fan of Dokkan Battle like you guys. I, I my game is really mostly um, Dragon Ball Legends because it to me it feels more like a fighting game. Yeah, I know. That's actually why 
again, the game has been slacking, like Eli said, but I still prefer it for it's, its style of fighting. It right. suffers from lack of effort. And, and be that as it may, I, I kind of I kind of agree with AJ, even though, you know, maybe we're not getting the amazing stuff that we're getting from Dokkan Battle, just the gameplay alone kind of keeps me there. You know, I'm I'm not uh, a big fan of card battle games. That's just not my thing. But I do have to admit, and this is something that Dokkan Battle has improved over time because when I first downloaded the game, um, those animations, if you even call them that, were horrible. I'll give you that. And, <laughs> oh, God. And over time, they've really, really improved the animation art um, to the to the point that it's you're almost looking at kind of like the show itself, yeah. right, with some of these animations. And so on that thing, I think that makes it a little bit more pal- palatable for me to play the game, but still not truly invested as I am with Legends. Um, but some of those some of those new characters that came out are really, really cool. You still have to Dokkan Awaken your characters. I've done some of them, but it's like you I said. You Dokkan Awaken them. Though. No, I know. I, I've just done the, what, the UR? I've gotten all up to UR and stuff. Not, but not even their their secondary for LRs. It's not even up to their secondary UR. Form. Yeah, it's I just, just get that first them. one, you know, because I'm yeah. not I'm not grindy with the game, you know. I know the game can be grindy at first, very grindy, but that's that's beside the point. But like I said, it is some cool features that that came out. Is there anything else about Dokkan Battle? Um, no, not really. I spent five hundred dragon stones and I didn't pull anything. I spent one hundred and twenty, and Andre spent AJ. I spent close to 300 actually. I was I, like I said I managed to pull the new LF free uh, LF uh god LR uh, LR full, full power. power Frieza. LR FP Frieza. Yeah. yeah. And they also have a couple new events like the the one I was playing the other day where I was woefully unprepared. Oh, it was like yeah. fierce battle something. It's like a yeah, it's an extreme battle where you're redoing the Namek Saga and you're fighting Goku. Yeah, God, it was so annoying. But you got I killed his base form. Then he went to Kaioken. Then he went to Spirit Bomb, and then he went to Super Saiyan. And according to Eli, there was probably gonna be something even after that. Super Saiyan Rage, maybe. Oh my God. When he's well, that angry. is cool that it has all these different stages, right? Yeah, for the characters. But it's, it's so annoying to get through. I thought I was finished. Yeah, Dokkan is like if even as uh even as an F two P player, it can be super hard to get. Through. Well, that that kind of doesn't make sense. But actually, their F two P units, uh, F two P players actually have a really good chance at playing the game because it's much more balanced. There's a there's a YouTuber I know, Jay Fanta, shout him out. He's completely F2B, I believe. Well, no, he he's pulled units, but he's F2P for the most part. And he can get through, like, freaking the G.O.D. event, which, if you remember, was insanely extreme. Wow. F2P okay. units are, honestly, that's why it's much more balanced for Dokkan. But, I mean, that's really just it for Worldwide Celebration. There's not much to say because I haven't come out with anything... Um, from there, the sun. Uh, 
it's it's intriguing to play as of right now, at least for me, because um, there's a lot of things to do. But there's going to be a Worldwide Celebration Part 2. I don't know what they're doing. Probably Namek Saga Vegeta. And, yeah. So um, I can't wait for Part dirty 2. Dirty fireworks. Hopefully, I, dirty fireworks. Yes. Hopefully, right. I pull Goku and Frieza. All right. So that's Dokkan Battle. Um, let's get into C. C, C, C. I see. C, C. So, um, C is a, a, is a, a TV series that is being produced by Apple on their Apple TV plus platform. Um, it stars Jason Momoa and Alfre Woodard. And, um, this is a, a show that actually came out in November of 2019. Yep. Uh, it was well received for the most part, and it was renewed for a second season. However, COVID nineteen had other plans, and so it delayed it. So we didn't get uh, a second season of C until just recently. I think the first yeah. episode came out. I mean, the first episode of the second season just came out. Within the last week on Friday. Yeah. You know? So, um, this is, again, this is a show that it's kind of, it's kind of, at the very beginning, it's it's very much a acquired taste. But as the, as the show goes on, um, it gets a lot, lot better. Uh, yeah. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes did give the first season of C a 43% approval rating. Um, Metacritic was a little bit harsh in in terms of that 37%, but I don't know if it's because, and I haven't looked at this as as much as possible, um, I don't know if it's because they were rating it based on the first couple of episodes and didn't go back to it, because in my opinion, I was the one that watched it first out of all of of you guys here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I did say that it's a show that builds... So those first three episodes, I can understand where you can say, eh, it's not one of these things that might be might be worth sticking around because it does take its time to get there. But when it does get there, at least in my opinion, boy, is it awesome. Right? Yeah, it it, it's literally one of these shows that continues to build with every episode. There's a lot of world building that's being done with each of these episodes and it's very very meticulous because the premise is kind of hard to do if you think about it right yeah Yeah. it wasn't something i was all too fond of at first but seeing where they went with it i kind of appreciate it a little better he said seeing where they went with it See, isn't that good? Not that. Well, yes. Oh, and bro. initially, when <laughs> you want to, funny Jason, funny Moore. story, you, <laughs> funny story. I first suggested watching this show a while back when it initially came out, but when you went to see the reviews, you went and said maybe we shouldn't. See, did that happen? That really did. But I still watched it anyway. And I, I but did. I just think that that's something worth noting. Okay. Well, no. I did review it on our other podcast, and I did say kind of the same things that I'm saying now that the 
it does take its time to get there. You didn't say that. I really did. Nah, you're talking about. I was like, hey, this looks interesting. And he was like, yeah, I just looked it up. Nah. Mm. All right. Mm. I kid you not. Well, let's talk about the premise of the show. Right. Because the premise of the show is, like I said, it's a very, very interesting premise. And I can see where the difficulty is to kind of make it interesting. Right. Because the premise of the show is that the entire world is blind. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was a virus and a cataclysm that wiped out almost the entire human race. I think it left only 2 million humans left on the planet, right? Mm. So if we're talking about what, I think the, the human population right now is like about 7 to 8 billion. Billion? Yeah. That is a huge drop-off. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Just in New York alone, you can find two million people. Yeah, you know, so that to have humanity reduced to that many people is a significant change, and so the consequence with everybody losing the first of all, the consequences of everybody dying, and not only that, everybody losing the ability to see had very dire consequences for the human race itself because it kind of plunged us back into primeval times in, in a sense, right? Yeah. We're, we're back to hunting and, and gathering. You know, technology is, for the most part, basically non-existent. You know, and I say for the most part because we there are, are some pie, machines. Uh... Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's a, a very good example, and we'll get into that. Um, so technology is very, very existent and very non-existent. And we're we're talking about a group of a society that really um, leans toward magic, right? They believe in magic. They believe in these, like, for example, what's the sun called? The God flame, right? There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of religious pretext to everything that they do. And power is held by those using that religious fanaticism that everybody has, right? Um, and so we, the, the series starts centuries after that cataclysm. And we're introduced to the main character played by Jason Momoa. And that character is Baba Voss. And he's Baba the Voss. leader of a tribe called the Alchemy. And we soon find out that another person from outside, he's an outsider to the tribe itself to begin with, but then another outsider comes in the form of Magra. And we don't know her story at the beginning, but by the end of the season, we fully know who she is. But she comes to to the village pregnant, Baba Vas takes her as uh, as a wife because that's the type of character he is. And the two children that are born to her have sight. Sight, sight, sight. And there is some question on who the father is. And again, that's flushed out throughout the season. But that's kind of the premise of C. That's what we see. Yeah. No pun intended. In that very, very first episode, that's what we... And the first episode does show us that really, really cool fight 
between them and the witch hunters. Finders. Finders. Witch finders, I'm sorry. You're right. And um, it kind of sets up everything for the show going going forward. Um, so just narrowing it down to the first episode, what were your initial reactions to that very, very first episode of season one of C? Again, I wasn't very intrigued because I the premise is interesting, but I I couldn't really see where they were going to take it. And that for me was a little problematic, interesting as it was. So I was on the fence about it there. I continued being on the fence about it until later in the season. But as far as episode one goes, while it provides some very entertaining action sequences, it it, it didn't, didn't it wasn't me. enough at first. E? Um, for me, the first time I saw it, which was a while ago, so I totally don't remember it. But I'll try and give you my thoughts of it. Sort of. Uh, it sort of intrigued me. It wasn't exactly a mind-blowing uh, thing, but it, it, it gave me an idea of what was going to happen later in the season with the Witch Finders, uh, them on the run, and it sort of gave me an idea on how, ex- how exactly everything would play out for maybe this season and even the next season after that. So, yeah. So, let's get into the season as it is, because um, as the season progresses, we we get more information. Um, Apparently, there is a a kingdom, and we've referenced to it a couple of times. It's the Payan Kingdom. Yes. And there is a great character that kind of oversees that. She is Queen Cybeth Kane, played in... A very awkward but awesome way by Sylvia, Sylvia Hoax, um, mom's favorite character in the show, yes, right? Yes, definitely. She is. What is the best way to describe her character? She's definitely entitled, and I guess that's that's kind of like yeah. what the monarchy would be like, right? You know, she's and, also unfortunate enough to be self-destructive. And you kind of see she's the the ultimate epitome of that in season one. She's unhinged. She yes. is unhinged. She's yeah. she's a very very strange character, played in a very very strange way. Right? I I don't think necessarily if like I were in in their shoes, I don't know if I would have played it that way. But it's played to great effect, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and and so she's almost a memeable character if, if you look at it, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but it works in the context of what she's trying to do, and and for that, you know, you really have to give props to that actress because as cringy as she is, she makes it work, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think the whole effect of her being cringy, her being entitled, something. It's almost something you can sort of laugh at, but also get annoyed at. And I and think it's also scary too, right? Yeah, because there are times where she's 
where she's like near a, a, a main character or like one of those characters who have importance and it's like you don't you don't know if she's gonna kill them if she's gonna order them to kill them or etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's it's so you can never know what's gonna happen yeah she's totally unpredictable yeah you know she doesn't she doesn't follow any set path um when it comes to her line of thinking um Again, like I said, we also meet Magra, and she's played by Hera Hilmar. Um, she's the newcomer of Alchemy, and she's the mother. She's the wife to Baba Voss, but she's also the mother to the two kids, Kofun and Haniwa. Kofun, okay. Haniwa. Who's played by Kofun is played by Archie Mad Mad Madekwe. I'm sorry if I'm totally messing up your last name. And Haniwa is played by Nesta Cooper. Hmm. And these are the two-sided children. And we find out later on that she, the father of the children, is this, this character that's being hunted relentlessly by the Payan kingdom. Gerald Lamel. Gerald Lamel, right? Gerald Lamel. And he is played by, and hold on, let me let me give credit where credit is due here. Um, he is played by, and I'm gonna have to look that up because oh, here it is, Joshua Henry, and he's kind of he's kind of framed by Cybeth, the queen, as a heretic, yeah, because he also has the power of sight, and apparently. His mission, he left, the, he left um, uh, Magra and the kids because his mission is to go out and kind of seed society with his lineage. And it, in his, well, his world, he's trying to make uh, almost, almost like a new army. species of, of human that has the power of sight. I'd say almost like an army. Almost like an army, yeah. Yeah. And he does align himself with an army, as we find out in in the later stage of, of season one. Um, but he's 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 kind of a... We don't know exactly what his true purpose is. I mean, we're, we're hinted well, at it, right? We're, where he's trying to bring back sight into the world. But there are more nefarious things at at foot here you know yeah so and then of course we have alfred wordward who plays paris she's an elder member of the galcony and a trusted member within baba voss's circle of trust and she's very instrumental in the upbringing of kofun and haniwa because she does give them um contents of a box that was given by gerald lamel right yeah. Um, which included books and things of that nature so that the kids would grow up with knowledge that made them more exceptional than the rest of the tribe and any of, of the other people within that society, right? Um, what, do you, what did you think about those characters in general? Did you find them interesting? Was there any characters that you thought, eh, we really don't need them in in the service of the story. I mean, what did you guys think about the world building of C? I think that's what really saved it. Um, 
it, it was kind of interesting because when you first meet Drill Morel, he kind of seems like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. But once you get to him at the end, he's just like, he's kind of become absorbed with himself and he's become like this zealot. And honestly, the very thing he sought to destroy, which was That's ignorance true. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's that. Um, Magra has a kind of interesting twist. I mean, I kind of saw where they were going with it at a certain point. And so what twist is that? Well, she's the queen's sister <laughs> and a princess. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Which really contributes to why Jola Morel is this hunted after figure, aside from her having a vested interest in him romantically. She was also, Magra uh, speaking, she was also banished from the world of Payan for 18 years also, right? Well, she but fled she, because yeah. she tried staging an uprising. And she that wasn't, didn't work out very well. Yeah, she wasn't exactly banished. Yeah. More of a... Oh, a self-inflicted... Um, exile. Exile. Yeah. Right? And basically, you know, yeah, I do like the world building uh, in this episode and basically... Yeah. Season. Yeah, this season. <laughs> because it's not just about... It really just... It seems almost Games of Thronish. That's the vibe that yeah. I really got from from towards the middle of the season where where they had, like, the Queen and, like, uh, Jamakti Toon. Or I should... J- Tamakti June. Yes. Tamakti that is June his, name. his real name, but I prefer Jamakti Toon because that is so much better. And we're going to get it. I, I held back that character because I think that character is a favorite of ours. I'll let you get into you know? him. I'll let you um, get him. But continue, please. So there's there. Um, I really do how like how they do dive a lot into more of almost the world building and the lore of everything that's been going on, and yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really fun to see how they play with different characters, how they choose to turn turn these characters into something more. Than what we originally expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously see that in the end of the season with Gerald Moreau. And it really makes you question what comes next. Because at this point in season two, we really don't know what's what's going on now. Well, right. we kind of well, do, do. But do. I think the most, the person who kind of, well, aside, well, the person who kind of took me aback the most, like in a good way, was Baba Voss because he, you kind of got that, okay, so he's an experienced fighter in the village. Okay, big whoop. But then they go and add all these extra things. Oh, well, he was actually once a slaver. <laughs> so he has that whole thing. Oh, wait, not only was he just a slaver, he was also another kind of like influential figure in this other place we come to we come to familiarize ourselves with more in season two um like everyone they 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 really get under their skin and just like they do a very good job of fleshing them out and making them interesting and that's why 
again, that's really what saved them by not only doing that, but that whole Game of Thronesy vibe. You know, I have to say by far, Baba Voss probably is one of the most interesting characters. And you know what? Bro, I got to credit him for the freaking sword play, the the fight scenes, because that was literally oh, fight insane. Amazing. And, and it's super brutal. Yeah, yes. it's brutal. You had like, oh my gosh, I can't forget the uh, the prison scene where they're inside the, the slaver place and he has to save his son, basically. And bro, the way he like, it's like he kills them stealthily. And it's so weird because... They could hear everything, so it, that just goes to show you how how much of an experienced fighter he is. He yeah. and then he literally, he, yeah, he uses their advantages. I mean, their he uses his as well as their advantages to their disadvantage. I know, and it's so freaking insane. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, you were gonna say oh, about the katana, the fatality, the oh. fatality, where he literally. Sticks it. He 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 takes the sword. He puts it down his throat, and then and then he goes around, and literally cuts cuts him in half as he takes it out. It's like it doesn't so cut him in half, but he well, yeah, but severely cuts up like his innards just by drawing it out of his mouth. It's he, really gorgeous. He's got that signature move that he does around the neck with the blade. Yeah, where, where he, he pulls <laughs> the blade and in a circular motion just cuts right around the entire neck yeah. before applying the killing blow, you know? Not to mention, whenever he's like anywhere, he always drags his sword across the floor. <laughs> and it's so insane because it's like, it's, I wouldn't, it, it almost looks like he's unhinged the way he's going at it. One moment he's calm and he's just dragging it across the floor and then the next thing you see some dude is chopped in half and he literally has a sword to like freaking anywhere it has it to through his ears it's just so weird there's a lot of inventive ways that they do the 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 fighting and the choreography in this show um you can see on display a lot of um jason momoa's jujitsu skills yeah because he is an accomplished uh, jujitsu practitioner and again, you know, the the very different ways the sword play. I don't think I've I've seen that type of sword play anywhere. But again, it, it kind of makes sense in this world how they do it. Um I was holding back this character because like I said, it's a it's a favorite from a lot of people at this table. And that is the character of Tamakti Jun, who is played by Christian Camargo. Yeah. He is the Witchfinder General, and he's also the leader of Queen Saibeth Kane's army. And again, you know, leading to much of season one and the theme of it, he has been tasked for, what is it, 20 seasons, I believe, right? 20 winters. Um, 20 winters to find Magra, but not only that, to find the children of Jarrell Amel. Right. Well, he's looking for Jarrell Amell. That's that's yes. his main his main. They focus. think they think Magra's dead. Right. They think Magra's dead. That's yeah. true. He, the main focus is to find the heretic Jarrell Amell. Um. And so, twenty years, the man is ghost. Right. 
he does a very very good job of covering his tracks but then he he does come across magra in a surprise encounter um where he is thoroughly shocked that she's alive but maybe not not too surprised right oh he's pretty surprised he was gonna he didn't even think that was yeah you know um but again that kind of happens when you can't see who the person is yeah (laughs) until she rang that familiar bell which is kind of like a cane um it's a staple of royalty that they have those those Those, ringers ringers on their hands so as they ring it you know that you're in the presence of royalty. That was an interesting uh, thing. So, Tamakti June. Yes, Jamakti tune. Jamakti tune. That's our. That's our. That's our hope for season two because um, there's something that happens to Tamakti June Jumakti. at the end of season one, yeah. and we'll get into that. But let's talk about Tamakti June. So loyal. <laughs> Even honorable, <laughs> yes, to a fault, yeah, right, yeah. It's it's everything that he does in terms of honor and loyalty is always to the detriment of of himself. Yeah, of himself, which is kind of a a, a, a thing, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's samurais were always yeah. deferential to their 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 masters. And there's stuff. A, there's a code you have to follow. Right, doesn't matter if they did something wrong; it's what you did. Good, right, or indifferent. You still have to follow the code. Yeah. So, and his character—that's what makes his—that's what makes his character by far the most in. Somewhat, it's it's not in the same thing with Baba. They're mm-hmm. both at the same level. Oh, uh, it's just so sad that you got to. Yeah, but what I liked about him though was that even though <coughs> he had that loyalty, he wasn't a completely blind follower. Well, because he knew, he knew the faults of his queen. Yeah. Not only that, um, he it was clear that he wasn't just some some tool. He had wants and desires of his own. He was okay. relieved when he thought, "Oh, okay. Well, queen, I can't find them. Can I really just come home?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, fine. I'll go and do it for you." Queen, I failed. I know what I have to do. Okay, go do it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Queen, we have more news. Don't do it. You have to go back out, even though (laughs) you've just been out there for like 20 years. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then the breaking point comes here, where it's like, I'm going to, okay. I've, I haven't found them. I've at least found the princess. We should probably take you both back. <laughs> well, there's nothing to go back to because I destroyed it, but I'm still your queen, so listen. And he was like, okay, yeah, no. I can put up with a lot of things, but that's crossing a line. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like how he has his breaking points. He, he He's... He's loyal, but he's also human. And that's something that you really have to gauge with like loyal type characters because they can become so boring because they're so blindingly loyal. Mm -hmm. But you see that refreshed with Tamakti Jun. And I think Tamakti Jun's real breaking point 
was the destruction of Kanzua. Yeah. And and that was really again another another point where you see Queen Kane really unhinged unhinged because there was a there was almost like a revolt against her, right? Especially mm-hmm. amongst the royalty and the and the I guess her advisors, I guess you would call yeah. them, right? And so they saw that her her focus and just her she she had blinders on when it came to Jarrell Lamel to the detriment of actually ruling the kingdom. And her advisor saw that and they created a plot to kind of get rid of her. You know, at first they they said, you know what, let's try and reason with her. You you know, there are there are things going on within the kingdom you have to address. You really need to stop this obsession with Jarrell Lamel. And she was like, she wasn't having any of it, right? And so eventually it it kind of devolved into a plot to assassinate her. But again, as unhinged as she is, she's still a very, very smart foe, right? So she kind of smelled out this plot. And her reaction to it was not only just to kill all the royalty and her advisors, but to literally destroy the city itself. itself. <laughs> and, and so Kanzua was built underneath a dam. And going back to the point that technology still exists, they, they kind of worshipped the technology of the dam, right? This was a God-made technology. It was, it was brought to us to save us and stuff. It's made and, out of God bone. Right. It's made yeah. out of God bone, right? And that's the point where she just totally goes psycho and says, you know what? If I can't rule this kingdom, no one will. And she floods the entire valley and kills everybody in Kanzua. That was the breaking point, really, for Tamak Jun when he found out. Yeah. Because his, in his mind, and going back to loyalty, not to the queen, but to, to his army. Yeah. Right? He makes the case to the queen, well, you know what? We've sacrificed 20 some odd years of our life for this unholy crusade. Ser- crusade and search for this heretic. And the one thing that kept everybody on point was the, f- the knowledge that after their time is done, they would go back to their families. And you've just taken that away without any regard to anybody but yourself. And I think that he always knew what the queen was, but that was really the breaking moment where now with Magra there, they had another alternative, a, yeah. an alternative that he, he, in his mind, was far greater than staying with Saibeth. Yeah. In a, in a way, I would say Magra is mainly the one who, who who helped him to realize this because for the most part i wouldn't say he was blind but he was he was well he is blind yeah okay, okay <laughs> that fine. was the joke i was making before <laughs> but at least in the show he he was ignoring what the queen what the queen the queen's or well i don't think nine. ignoring i think he, because of of his title um 
he he's, was he's he has to do those things. Yeah, but but he, he knows that he the was, queen is not a good. He person. was ignoring the queen's right, intentions. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Yeah. So I think Magra is mainly the one who who helped him to realize that the queen isn't what she what she is, and this also goes to how the queen's character is also very interesting because it shows that she has so much power, but nobody's actually loyal to her. She doesn't have any loyalty. Her power is fear. Her power is fear. And mm-hmm. that and I feel that that's going to be the detriment of her very soon, right? It's going to bring her down. Well, finally. It, it it also is the detriment to Tamakti June well, because yeah. you know, upon hearing that both Tamakti and Magra were plotting against her to, you know, Ask her to either to step down on her own mm-hmm. or kind of s- suffer the ultimate consequence, right? Yeah. If you're not going to step down, then we're going to do what we have to do to make sure that you're not in the picture, a.k.a. we're going to murder you, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, unfortunately, um, that's where Tamakti June, our favorite character of season one, meets his end because... He's blindsided by another one of Jarrell Lamel's uh, offspring, a character named Boots. Boots, yeah. Oh Boots, my God. Boots is Boots is a very very interesting character. Um, he's played by Franz Drame. We would know him because he's been in other shows, specifically CW's uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, uh, okay. As the other half of Firestorm. Firestorm. Correct. No. But he plays a very good character here. And again, cited, he has the advantages. And he kind of sneaks up on Tamakti June in the scene where they're telling her, well, this is it. You're going to step down and murders him, um, which enables... Uh, Queen Cybeth to kind of retake. Well, she never really lost it, but it's just further strengthens her hold on the throne. But now she does make some concessions because she says, well, you know what? Magra, since you're here, we'll kind of frame this as we're going to be ruling together. Tamakti June made the ultimate sacrifice because of his failure. And, oh, hey, guess what, guys? I'm going to have a kid. That's cited, and we oh. no longer have oh to hunt down these heretics because, guess what? From my womb, I am now going to usher you into a new age of Paian society, right? Oh, and that's kind of how we end season one. Well, that was actually sense. season two. No, well, that, that was, was season it. two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. No, we're... she said she said well, that. Well, she said that, but the whole thing with the okay. yes, I'm yes, gonna yes. basically guarantee that my yeah. child is sighted, that's season two. Well, she did say she was gonna have a baby, a sighted baby in season one. Yeah, remember she, end, she she did. she uh she was like Okay, oh, well let's that wasn't talk about Kofun. That wasn't a public announcement. No, right. she did. She no, no, no. That wasn't public. That was the season two ended with no her season a, one. Season one ended with her having a discussion with Magra, and she was like, "Hmm, we're going. I'm going to have to have a uh, an heir that's cited. Let's talk about Kofun, uh, right?" So, uh, so um, the end of oh, we got to talk about really, really quick because we're running, we're running out of time here. But 
season one ended also with um, the two kids finding Jarlamel, which was oh, kind of yeah. like the the um, journey that they had for the entirety of mostly season one, right? They finally made it to the, en- the, it. the city of enlightenment, right? <laughs> yes. Yo. That didn't go so well, did it? <laughs> no. That was awesome. That fight scene was awesome. Basically, so talk well, talk yeah. about what happened. Okay, so just really quickly, Jerlamel, um, Jerlamarel, basically uh, ended up showing them to their room, showing them what's going on, everything that's in the the base. Only the two, because yeah, Baba Voss and Paris and Bo Lyon, which we didn't even discuss, but yeah. She was uh and interesting. They were sent away. Yeah, and because they couldn't they couldn't come into the house of alignment. Only sighted people could. Right. So they so they were showing everything, how they could use showers, paintings, and then towards the towards the end we realize that he's actually considering Kofun is actually paranoid about this whole thing. Um what's his name? Jello Morel is actually plotting against them and betray she, he practically betrays them because he he says that I think it was Ido, Ido's army, the Trevantians, they want one of the kids. Or they wanted both, but they could only have one. So he gave them Haniwa and Kofun got to stay. Although Kofun was there and listening in the entire time. So this basically brings us to the really awesome fight scene with Baba Foss because... As since Haniwa is given to the Trevantians, and it's already done, Kofun was obviously knocked out since he got found out. And basically, when they're about to kill Kofun with a pistol, I might add, guns. It's like so freaking insane. They pulled it out, and it was like, what the hell? They have a pistol, and then it was so insane. Right when they were about to kill uh, Kofun. Baba Voss comes in. Obviously, he doesn't need a freaking gun to murder these bastards. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's how it is. Oh look, you're in my world now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that and then an Jerla Morel, the fight scene with Jerla Morel. Basically, Baba Voss is getting hit repeatedly because he doesn't have the advantage. He's living in a uh, practically a world of sight now. And Jarla Morel has a freaking shotgun or something. No, it no, was, he has, wasn't it, it, no, no, no. The, what happened was he had the pistol, had the pistol, but eventually his son would come in with like an AK. No, he had a freaking M16 and he pulled <laughs> yeah, it no. up on freaking Baba Voss. And it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but then Baba Voss obviously turned off all the No, Kofun turned off all the lights. And at that point, guns didn't really matter because Baba Voss was like the freaking Batman. And just, by God, that was freaking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. He just, it was like, Jerlin Morel was looking around, but he was always behind him. And it, it was became like a, a horror movie. He was snapping and telling him, I'm right here. And then when he turned around, he was right behind him again. It was so insane. Baba Voss is a terrifying character when yeah, he gets he into really that, that frame of mind, right? When he's angry, there's, it's just, no, it's insane. Baba Voss, when he's angry, is a mixture of um, Batman, Jason from the Fred- Friday the 13th movies, um, Freddy Krueger. There's every I horrifying mean, person just, you could actually think uh, yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Every, everything 
that you can imagine. Um, he he that's who he is. But he ends up he doesn't kill Jarl Lamau Jar Jarl right? Uh, he does something far worse, especially in his um his case in his case because the one thing that really defined that character was the ability to see i mean it it gave him a god complex yeah, yeah. the the ability to see so what does baba vos do he takes away his ability to see so i think that's almost a fate worse worse than death. It definitely is in terms of that character. Because he has I no still power. Think, I still think that's not going to deter him from coming after nah. them. Oh, I, I don't think we've seen the last of him. You mm. know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I don't think he has any reason to come back. Mainly because he took away his power. He took away practically his will to live. Almost. There's going to be some revenge on him. Yes, and if he though. has a god complex, <laughs> he's, he's gonna. Not, but he. But he just. What Baba Voss did is he just still has a wrong. he still has a god complex. No, he doesn't. That not, doesn't go away like that. that obviously, it doesn't go away. But I think that really hurting people's pride is much worse than death. I'm telling you this right now. Um, <laughs> Frieza. Well, yeah, because bro, if if you take away the one thing that makes him special, he's no longer special. He's no longer considered a god. But. Basically, anyway. the season ends with, oh, my God, we have to get Haniwa back from these people. Jolo Morel basically sold her off to to maintain alliances. The general. But who is the general, you might ask? Oh, oh wait. Boss. What was his name again? It was Ido, but we never said his last name, which was <gasps> Voss. Oh, my God. Baba Voss. Ido Voss. Yes. Yep. Yes, and so Ito basically season two opens up with Baba Voss trying to break into Trevantes, where Ido Voss, his brother, runs. Well, yes, he does run. He he runs it from the military aspect, yeah. but there is a leader yeah. to Trevantes. So he's not the actual ruler of Trevantes. He doesn't run. But thing. he's way up there. Yeah. You know, he's, he's kind of like, um, he's probably like Vader. 1A. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good thing. You know, there's probably a, like there's Vader to emperor. the emperor. There's an emperor out there. He's Vader. Yeah. You know, he does all the dirty work. Oh, yeah. God, and so basically, his whole thing. By, oh yeah, Dave Batista. How could I forget? Of course. Yes, <laughs> yes the God Bane himself, probably Drax. 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 Definitely. Yep. But yeah. bro. And so. This whole season, at least from the first episode that we saw, it looks like he's on a war path to revenge because Baba Voss is responsible for killing their father. And that's the whole reason why he took Haniwa. Right. And that's how season two is set up alongside the queen's unruly antics in just antagonizing everyone she meets. Oh, nope. <laughs> My God, she doesn't learn. And she and she's she's on the lookout for a new capital city, which it which it does seem that she's found right. Yes. And and so, given the fact that um, <laughs> there is no longer a uh, a uh, Kanzua anymore, right? Um, 
she's she's on the lookout for a new city, and we do find it. They eventually get to what is it? Pen Pensua, Pensa, Pensa, and that one is ruled by one of our favorite characters, right? Yeah, he's pretty interesting so far. Yeah, but we we do like him as an actor, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's played by he's played by Tom Misson, aka Ichabod Crane from uh, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. And uh, what is his name? I I can't remember what his name is. I'm gonna find Lord, out. Lord Harlan. No, not Lord, Lord Harlan. Yes. Yeah, Lord Harlan. Lord Harlan. Yeah. And so he's kind of like the leader of Pensa. He's freaking awesome. She kind of walks in there and says, "Oh." Nice house you have here. It's mine now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually offered her a different one. Yes, and <laughs> and she's like, "Well, which is the high, which is the highest house in all of Pensa?" Well, that would be mine. Oh, <laughs> so you'll I'll be staying it. in the other one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So she yes. again. Full on uh, antagonizing everyone. She doesn't exactly. learn. Yeah. And there's a past that they have with Lord Dude. Harlan, right? They, they, Magra and Lord Harlan grew up together. And going back to Game of Thrones, doesn't he remind you a lot of Littlefinger in a sense? A little, yes, he right? does. He's kind of like that, that suck up to the, to anybody who's in power, but yet, kind of running a con on the side right and so we get that sense where he's like okay well i'm gonna have to make nice with the queen but we need to find out exactly what happened because there are bigger things at play here and maybe we can use that to our advantage right it's always good having the queen next to us because we're we're there and we're closest but let's find out what's going on and maybe we can profit from this right so that's that's where we are. Magra is um, Magra has gotten a pseudo promise from Cybeth, the queen, that they are going to look for the family, that they're no longer going to be labeled as heretics. But that well, that does happen. She's desperately just trying to hold the ship together, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because again, Cybeth. Is acting on her worst impulses, and instead of ruling together like she said she would, um, she's acting impulsively and doing things without consulting Magra, and that leads yeah. to some crazy, crazy outputs. But apparently, thanks to Queen Lord Harlan's help as well, right? Um, that part of of Cybeth's promise is kind of kept in a way. Right, because using the witch finders, they do find Kofun. Yeah. Hanawa is still locked up over with the Travantians, and Baba Voss is using some old friendships to try and get her out, which leads to an awesome sequence in the the coal mine. Oh my god, right? that was that was oh, hard that was to hard. look at. <laughs> oh my god, that was horrible. But well, horrible um, in a good way. It, it well, yeah. It ends up with Baba Voss being captured and meeting Ido for the first time in a long time, and that's how kind of the the first episode of season two ends. Um, 
What did you think about that first episode? I'm super stoked. <laughs> Bro, Ido is just as terrifying as Baba Voss. Oh my gosh. The, and we still haven't seen what he can do yet, right? Yeah. Apparently, Baba Voss actually killed Ido's father. Well, their father. Their father, yes. Yeah, so maybe we're going to dive into more of Baba Voss's history. We yes. already are. Well, yeah, we already are. And Ido is pissed as hell. So what? And even Ido said it. There was a time where where he begged Baba to show a little bit of compassion to him. And that's like freaking insane, bro. Oh, my gosh. So they, they've set up season two quite well. Um, and, and the good thing about it is that back in June, they did announce um, that they're definitely going to have a season three. So at least we know that the story will continue after this one. That's weird, too, just, just to kind of wrap it up, because this trailer for season two made it seem like it was the end. I know. It does. It does feel so, like there's yeah. a finality to it, right? Yeah. So it's going to be really I honestly don't know where they're going to take this now that I know there's a season three. But that's a good thing, though, right? I mean, because, yeah, because the last thing you want is to have a story where you kind of know where it's going to end. You know, you kind of yeah. know what path they're following. We're kind of in the in the blind here <laughs> would see yes. you know in season two and i think that's a good thing because it's they, also a bad thing because you know they're gonna pull some game of thrones style crap yes <laughs> oh, no. already done it a couple of times you know kill off everybody yes kill off everybody i th i think there is a character that's huh? that's fated to to yeah. die by the end of the show definitely i i think that's kind of that's Multiple my characters. opinion. I, I think, you know, that character is definitely slated to multiple to maybe give the ultimate sacrifice, you know, because there is there is a theme of sacrifice here, you know. Yeah. Um, OK, so we're super excited about C season two. Yes. <laughs> um, any any last thoughts? Watch it if you're not already. Coming from someone who initially wasn't interested, you will get interested. Hey, 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 I can't wait to see more. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it does feel like the the budget was upped um, oh, for this oh, season. Considerably. Yeah, and, Even their intro. And and just the action sequences in the, that first one really trumps the the first episode of season one. There there was some really really cool and inventive fights over there. Yeah. Um, especially with Baba Boss trying to teach Kofun how to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that is an interesting father son moment that I don't think we are going to have. So. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I think the consensus is here that we're big fans of C. And like AJ said, if you haven't seen it yet, yes. please go see C. Yes. It's definitely worth C -C. Uh, worth a watch. Um, it is on Apple TV Plus. So um, just know that. But definitely stoked and they're very short seasons um season one was only eight episodes i would imagine season two will probably follow the same format so you know it's not like you're 
you're investing 23 episodes the way that you would on a primetime network TV show. You know, it very much follows that Netflix thing where it's like, okay, eight episodes will give you the story, no filler, straight, straight away. And I think um, it works well for for the story. So, all right. On that yep. note, guys, it's been a fun episode. Yep. See. Uh, and unfortunately, we're going to have to wait for that second episode. Yep. You know, they release every Friday. So that's the one sucky thing about it. It's not like something that we can binge. So we're going to have to wait. But, hey, it adds to the anticipation, right? Anticipation, yes. Yes. All righty then. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the Cross Gen podcast. We talked about Dragon Ball Dokkan Battle, and we did talk about Apple TV Plus's scene. And we will see you next week with another new episode on Tuesday. So until then, my name is Walt. This is Witchfinder AJ. Jumakti tune. Wait. Jun Jamakti. Jamakti Eli. Oh, Jamakti tune. Yeah, yeah, it's Jamakti. No, no, Jamakti tune. And May are M16. No, no. Our sighted paths. Uh, no. May are sighted paths. May are. Again. Oh, man. I was about to say Mayor's slave paths crossed. No, no, no. Okay. Mayor M16's crossed paths. Mayor. Just keep it at sighted. Yeah, can we? There's not much to say. If I if I continue to go on with what C has, it's just gonna get even go. darker. Yes. Yeah. Mayor Godbone cross again. Mayor pa- <laughs> Pie and paths cross again. Yes. There you go. They're going to be left. All right. Later, people.